Sorry about that. Hit the wrong button. So I guess this is Education Reform Series 3 Continuation. The other thing that teachers have to worry about are, are the meetings, all the crazy meetings. And I mentioned those before. But the meetings are become serious. You know, they become seriously impediments on the education process. In my opinion, meetings are just too, they're just too many. And I don't know why. Because we're already being shafted on not getting overtime when we work 60 hours a week. We're not getting overtime. We get free time in the summer, which are really, which I've proven that we really don't get free time in the summer. Maybe like one summer every few years, we get a free, we get, we get a, a, maybe a month off. But remember, all the extra hours we're putting in offsets that, and then we get paid less, and we're still getting paid less. We're not getting paid overtime. So what's the next thing that we need to worry? About? What's the next thing that teachers are dealing with? And it's all the meetings. And again, have you ever been in a situation, teachers? I'm talking about the teachers. That you have a meeting because you should just have a meeting. That's it. You have a meeting to have a meeting. There's no other reason to have a meeting because we're supposed to have a meeting because we're supposed to have meetings. You're having a meeting because you have to have a meeting. Do you do you feel the redundancy of this whole thing? Especially when you can handle a meeting in an email. When there's only three topics and three things that need to be discussed, like teachers need to stop parking over there during blah, blah, blah. Because blah, blah, blah. We don't need to hear that announcement after, stay an hour after school to hear an announcement and then hear why and what's going on. You can give us a schedule. Teachers, don't park next to the football field because we're going to be having our, our ABC day, you know, on the, on the practice field and on, on that practice field. So for the next week, I, we need you to park somewhere else. That should be an email. You know? But, no, they, that's a meeting. All right, that's fine. All right, you know that benchmarks are coming up. Not, not, they don't call them midterms anymore, but they call them benchmarks. Uh, we're coming up with uh, semester exams or something like that. And you are, you're like sitting there going, we know, we know, we know. The only people who need to be in this meeting are people who, who have never, never dealt with this sort of thing before. But they want to have a meeting to make sure everybody has, because we have a meeting because we have to have a meeting and we need to make a meeting so we can make more meetings so that we can make sure we have a meeting. And you're sitting there going, ugh. And you can't grade papers during the meetings because they's like, you're not paying attention. When you start talking about stuff that, when you start talking about stuff that I don't already know, I will stop. And I can multitask. I can grade papers and listen to you. You know. And 90% of what you're going over doesn't apply to me. When it applies to me, then I'll listen. And see, that's that's the frustration. That's why there should be there should be an email or maybe a video conference that you have to sign into or something during during a problem. Or if a, if you have a production company like we did at at my last school, had a little video production area. Why not just shoot shoot it during shoot the meeting during the during the morning somewhere and then say teachers make sure you watch this and fill out the questionnaire think about that ladies and gentlemen think about that teachers wouldn't that be so much easier than having to have a meeting to have a meeting just to have a meeting I, I, I don't understand that now don't get me wrong some of the meetings were okay but now that is kind of a rehash of what I've already said before I think but 
let me go ahead and, and expound on the worst meeting that you can ever possibly go to and that you really have no true input on and there's no reason to sit there other than to be able to be a check on a box and that's the IEP or BIP meeting. I've never been to a BIP meeting honestly but I have been to several IEP meetings. Now the law states or the rule state or the statute states statute yeah statute state that a general education teacher needs to be present during a student's IEP meeting. Now, what I love about what I love about the IEP meeting is you get to meet the parent and you get to tell people how it is. But they're not they're not there to hear how it is. They want to know how you're going to fix it. And you're like, well, this is how you're going to fix it. Well, that's not acceptable. And they really just want you to shut up and just say just nod. Mm-hmm. 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 And when they ask you, what do you think, the response is supposed to be, you can't tell them what you really think, the response is supposed to be, yeah, I think that's really good. I can see how that will help. Those are the responses they want. They don't want you to sit there and make the, and tell them, less said, no, I think little Susie's a lot smarter than she's letting on. I think she's trying to get out doing work, and I bet you dime to a dollar that she know that given the chance and the opportunity, instead of giving her this IEP, for this particular attribute that we're trying to address, if you if you took that away, I think she would aspire and do well. And they all and everybody looks at you like, well, Mr. Tr- Mr. Phil, we do not agree with you. We are you're here because you have to be here, you know. And that's what they say. And they're like, okay, if you don't agree with me, what do you want me to do? Well, we just need you to sign this piece of paper. Well, can I just sign a piece of paper and leave? No, because we don't want it to be a situation where if someone happens to stick their head in and you've already signed, it goes, well, I've got a class in like five minutes. Well, you still got to be in here. We'll get a substitute in your class. And you're like, ah. Oh. So let me tell you the story. So here's what usually happens with an IEP meeting. You're supposed to get like two or three days notice, but you don't. You don't get two or three days notice because it always comes at the most unopportune time and you don't have an opportunity to really check your email. And when you finally check your email, you're like, holy crap, and it came in this morning. Holy crap, we, I have an IEP meeting during my fourth period planning and they want to meet, whoa, they want to meet during my lunch period? So you're like, oh, scarf, your, you know, you're eating your lunch as you're running down there. You got your folder. You got everything that the student has. You got your notebook because you know you have a few things written about, about the student in your notebook, and you, and you find that you're like, zoom in, and everybody's like looking at you like, you're, you're two minutes late, Mr. Phil. And you're like, I'm sorry, I just saw the email. You know, it would have been helpful if you gave me the email 24 years. I don't want to hear excuses. Okay. And you sit down, and you spread out everything, and you have their folder, you have, you have everything in there, and you, you have everything that you need to answer any questions. And they go through the IEP, all 25 pages of it, they go through the IP, IP, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. They're really long. Maybe not, not, maybe not, you know, 25 pages, but they're long because each thing has to be, you know, they have kind of like a, um, a table of contents page to click that brings you to several pages, and and then they sit down and they talk to the student and they talk to the parent and they don't talk to the teacher until the very end of each page and they're going what do you think mr phil and i and, and all you're supposed to say is um you know, all you're supposed to say is like uh i agree good but then you 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 you're waiting for a specific time to lay out your evidence that you have in front of you and then finally you get to the section that your evidence applies to and they go at the end what do you think mr phil 
and you go, well, and you lay it all out to them, and they and, and you and you and you do so very well. You do so succinctly, and you have data. You have you have attributes. You have data. You have everything that you need to prove your point. And they're just sitting there going, and they're and they're all looking at you like, please shut up. You are not a special ed teacher. You're not a principal. You're not a guidance counselor. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. And then you finish, and then they turn, and you know, anyway, and you don't get to finish because you kind of look up and you're like, because you really want to help this student. Your heart is there. Your heart's in the right place. You're, you know that this student can, can achieve more than what this IEP is saying. And you know that she can do this. You've seen her talk. You've, you, you've watched her in, in classes. You know that she's performed really well on a couple of tests, and you have the proof, and, and you did no accommodations with her, and that's what you want to show that you tried an experiment with an accommodation and she's doing just fine. She doesn't need a certain accommodation that you are truly trying to help the student. And they're just looking at you wanting you to shut up because you really don't know what you're talking about. And then you, then you say, and you stop talking and you look at them and you're like, what's wrong? And, and, and of course they say, you're not really here to put a lot of input in. You're here to sign a piece of paper. That's the only reason you're here. And I can't let you sign the piece of paper until you agree with everything that's up here. And you think to yourself, you look, you look, your lunch period is, your lunch is gone. You're halfway through your next planning period, and you still have a few things that you need to do to get ready for class. And you notice that you're only on a third of 25 items that are on that are on this IEP, and you know that you're not going. If you don't be quiet, there's a high probability that you will probably not make it to your class, and it's going, and that class is going to be behind. And you kind of look at them and say, you know, you got a way. Do, do, I, do I sacrifice my class that I have coming in so that I can try to convince these people that little Susie does not need that accommodation? She only uses that accommodation to, to get her way, basically. And I have proof of it. Or do you want me to be quiet and sit there and say, yep, yep. And I learned quickly. I learned quickly that's what you want to do. What do you agree? Do you agree, Mr. Mr. Phil? Yeah, yeah, mostly. Okay, good. Moving on. Do you agree, Mr. Phil? Yes. All right, moving on. It takes thirty or so minutes, and then of course you're twenty minutes into your class. They got a they got a substitute who has no idea what you're supposed to be doing because you you had other things planned. You don't have anything queued up. There's nothing because you didn't expect the the meeting to go overrun, and you think to yourself, but I. I really want to help this student because I know this student can rise to the occasion. What, why are we setting this bar lower for this student? And you're sitting there getting frustrated until finally, when you go to an IHP meeting, you just want it over with, you know, because they're not going to be listening to you. They don't believe what you're going to be saying. They don't care because all they care about is getting through this meeting because they have five more IEP meetings today, and that's all they've been doing today, and that's all they've been looking at today, and they just learned the software today, and they're, and they're sitting there going, just shut up, just shut up, just get it done, because we're not interested in education. We're interested in checking a box. Did, was Mr. Mr. Phil here? Yes. Was uh, little Johnny here? Yes. Was Johnny's which one? Johnny's mom here or Johnny's dad? Johnny's dad was here. All right. What was the consensus? No change to the IEP except for on section one subparagraph sub A. You know, and we're we're going to take that one away because that was holdover from her junior high years and she is not emulating those behaviors. So we're going to delete that out. Everything else remains the same. All right. 
print out everything. We'll print out the signature page first so that Mr. Phil can get back to his class. And you, you show up 30 minutes out of, out of class, out of a 45-minute class, and now you're behind. And this, is what, and this happens almost weekly. And so you ha- always have one class that's going to be behind because of stupid, I say stupid, of stupid things like that that you really have no input on. So why do they make you go to them? Because there has to be a check in a box. And I've told my supervisor at my last job, I said, I enjoy our meetings within the chemistry department because I feel like we produce something. I figure I feel like we do something. But every other meeting, I feel like we're just checking a box because you're supposed to have X number of meetings per week. Why? Because we are professionals, and professionals go to meetings. And it's like, bull, <laughs> you know, we go to meetings just to have a meeting. I, I could be grading papers right now. I could be online spending some of the money you gave me so that I can be preparing for my lab next week. I need to go and start pulling lab equipment, and, and I have to go track down some analytical balances. I could be doing that instead of sitting here listening to people just parrot what's on the screen and then to ask me my opinion on it and tell me that I don't know anything. Basically, just wanting no input whatsoever. And the whole point of the whole point of it, ideally, is the teacher is supposed to give them a real-world snapshot of what the student is doing in class. And but they don't take that. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And so we get to a point where we care more about numbers in graduation than we care about education. So how do we fix this? I'm not a, I'm not a special educa- education teacher, but I definitely know that putting more than one or two IEP students that are severely IEP, I say severely, meaning that they have a 25-page IEP, don't need to be in the same class. They need to figure out where to put them. There's plenty of teachers out there. And if they have a, an, if they're learning disabled or anything, they should not be able to be able to play sports, and they should go in to remediation during those times because sports really doesn't teach you anything. They teach you teamwork, but aren't we doing group work in every class? Isn't that teamwork? Isn't that the whole concept of teamwork? If a teacher's not, if you're not having lab groups or you're not doing group work of any kind, then you're not following what the what the education wants you to do. They want you to do group work. So you're doing teamwork in everything, in every every class you should be. Furthermore, you should be having uh, students can also, excuse me, I went off on a tangent. Renege, whoop. The thing I was trying to get to here at the end is that they can go play in the community sports they can play community sports. They don't have to be at the school and play sports. And being in community sports, and as long as it's a, a paid event or something that's paid for, then they can, they can still use it as scholarship material. So they really don't need to do that. And I also agree with that. I also agree with fine arts. You know, you can't be in the band until you, until you, until you can do your multiplication tables. I mean, that's simple. All right. This, this is going to conclude. I kind of went over a little bit. Sorry about it being in two parts. I hit the wrong button, but it's in two parts. Thank you for listening, and the next time we will um, cover core curriculum and how we can improve this and how standardized testing in its current state is not helping students achieve anything and how we can use them to actually 
prepare a career path for students. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.